0: Welcome to Creative Block, where your hosts, V
1: and Sean, we interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam.
0: We asked people on YouTube and Patreon and Instagram. We're not using Twitter as much anymore. If they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts.
1: Today, we have with us Alex Klein. Hi
2: hello hi
1: thanks for joining us
2: i'm very happy to be here thanks for having me
0: yeah it's like i'm so excited to bring you on alex because i've seen you a bunch of like comics events so you both do like indie comics and publications also like you had like a little illustrated book with like a picture yeah, my life. A, yeah that one was so cool and you have like such a great sense of like color and and shapes and um thank you You've worked with Sean. I've never worked with you, but I have met you through our friend that we have in common, Kevin Bailey, who is organizing right. movie nights.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> long live movie nights! That was best. <laughs> Love that. I feel like yeah. I learned a lot about cinema, the cinema.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah.
2: From that, yeah. Did you? Do you have any favorites from that? I feel like uh, that's where I figured out about. Me- Ariel's wedding and uh my own private Idaho it's like
0: dude uh, my own private Idaho movies was I've ever seen it was awesome though it was like so crazy yeah, yes. it...
2: oh my god it was beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful First... it's just like Keanu well, that's a weird Mordecai uh it's just Keanu riding on the back of a motorcycle for like two hours it's Amazing. <laughs> and, and being River very angsty too yeah.
0: there's like I think yes, there's like a whole scene yes. where he's just like but it's his chick, though. That's why we love him. He's, like, running away from his dad, right? Isn't that the whole thing? I think He's so. Like, Honestly, I his just... His dad's remember- rich. Oh, that... I just remember the gay scenes, and I was like, that's really... That was yeah, what I was that's into.
2: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, movie night was amazing. It was, like, a great time for animation people to get to know each other and hang out at kevin's like amazing pasadena house with spiders everywhere
0: yeah the spider mansion so a little bit of like lore for everybody like listening to creative block so when i moved for the first time in la I was already like 26, I think. And I moved from France and I didn't really know anybody in L.A. And I was like, I need to have roommates. So then I I, I won't be as depressed <laughs> and I can meet more people. <laughs> and I just I put on Facebook at the time I was I put like, I'm looking for roommates in L.A. And that and I came across Teresa Potts and Kevin Bailey who were both absolutely amazing and sweet and kevin was the one in the house to throw this movie night uh and it was every week right it was every wednesday and he invited everybody it that often it felt my like gosh. it was very often no it was
2: very often and they like made posters they made animations yeah.
0: they made a little so it was oh kevin and uh ben uh, ben krauss ben who's also like yeah. the their writing is so funny! So
2: funny! It yeah, felt like they did these like three D animations of themselves, like in these like tea poses, and they were like yeah. doing like these really funny <laughs> talk. Oh, it, they're so funny!
0: It felt like uh, what are you gonna say? That? adult swim type of like content or like very early yeah. internet, and and they had sketch. They had like put together this just roaster of movies that were so out there because. Oh shoot, which one was the one where there's like this lady and the pool and it's like three very women? dreamy. That was I like a... it's three women. Three women, yeah. That one was crazy. Yeah,
2: where they're painting. Yeah, oh my god. I uh, I that's uh sissy spacek and who's the woman from the shining uh
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shoot, what's her name?
2: You know, Sean, help us out.
0: The Shining. Ah.
1: I haven't. I seen... say see, I was I was invited.
0: You weren't invited? I no, enough. you, no, you see the You've seen the shining. You seen the shining though.
1: No, I don't know.
0: Shelley don't Shelley know. Duval. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but honestly, Sean, I kind of met you through a little bit of other people that I met through movie nights because movie yeah, nights Yeah, it was
1: some pickle and peanut folks.
0: Yeah. And and then I met Matt uh, through movie nights and then drink and draw because you and matt were doing drink and draw
2: you we're about to say drake and josh
0: <laughs> drink and yeah josh. we
1: were drake and we were jake and josh larpers and we used to <laughs> pretend to be drake and josh uh, And we would we would invite people to that and no one would come but we said uh, you know that's uh, how we I'm started of off
0: no that but one one time night. kevin got kind of like he didn't get mad but he he did say like <laughs> if you don't show up to move at night you're going to get <laughs> a demerit. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, I forgot about the demerit system. Yeah. It's so funny. They took it seriously. Wait, how do they how do they punish
1: you? Do they give you like a badge they like sit a, it's in like, like a the corner. stinker badge?
2: Yeah. Stinker badge. I'm going to try that.
1: I like I like th- I I've never tried threatening people that don't come to my events yeah but it's actually i feel like it's a good technique if you come up with a like if you find a way to be funny about it (laughs) just
0: i think it did work because i think after the demerit people showed up (laughs) that's so funny
1: alex and i met on um regular show
2: regular show yeah long live yeah, yeah
1: that, I, uh, you... I I was, dude, I was so, I was so nervous because I mean, like I, I was, I was, I was too, coming oh in God. on the last season and everybody knew what they were doing and, uh, and had most, most of them had been on the show for a long time and yeah. I, I mean, was I coming didn't on second and,
2: last and so I was kind of the
1: same. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like that's where our kinship was. I I, I feel like we yeah. we were like, like, okay, like we're like a little bit new. <laughs> and uh we don't you know yeah don't know what we're doing but <laughs> i mean you know i i, I think that uh uh it, it was it was a lot of fun though it was I, I i look up upon that time fondly oh, I had a and blast. also it was a huge learning experience dude yeah
2: everyone was so smart and hilarious yeah and i'm still super good friends with all those people ryan's my roommate so
1: oh i forgot about that really That's, that that, that yeah. rules
2: yeah you didn't know that
0: i yeah. forgot holy shoot like did he did he kind of did he say that on the pod when he came i forgot when he came on the pod i forgot, he, I, oh, I forgot that oh my god that's so cool though Oh shit. Little- <laughs> <laughs> shit
1: well halfway through this episode we'll invite ryan on and and we can have a guest feature no oh, <laughs> so- no we want this whole episode to be about you i'm just joking this is about me <laughs>
0: So, Alex, was um, a regular show your first animation gig, or um, did you have? No, like... I
2: actually started on. Um, I started on Cosmos, uh, Space Time Odyssey, over at Six Point Harness. Before that,
1: and how did you break into to working on that?
2: Well, before that, I was on. Oh no, that was the first one. Yeah. So I, when I was in college, I made a a short film. It was about a couple who had a baby. That was Elmo. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Six Point liked it, and they gave me a job. And did they? So, yeah, I started doing layout. How did
0: they find out about your short? Was it posted on YouTube? Was it uh, shown at festivals? Oh, yeah.
2: So, um, my friend Joel Trussell, who created co-created Pickle and Peanut, mm-hmm. which Sean and I worked on. Joel went to um, UT, which is where I, I went to school. UT is, uh, where is that? university of tennessee and whenever i graduated i i just showed him my film and he was like cool yeah whenever you move out to la we should hang out and i got coffee with him and he was like cool i you know i don't really have work for you but uh i used to work at this studio called six point maybe they might have some work for you so he sent my film over there wow this is such a weird looking (laughs) elmo Um, I like this little drawing. Wait, is this, who is this up here? Is this, uh, the guy from, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall?
1: No, I was, I was drawing Keanu, Keanu Reeves.
2: Keanu Reeves! <laughs> <laughs> he needs a motorcycle. Sorry, I'm
1: a, I'm a little late, I'm a little late on it, but yeah, I was, just, I was just trying, I was just trying to draw him on a motorcycle. He
2: needs a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, you're doing the motorcycle.
1: <laughs> we're, no, we're both doing, also, we can, I mean, you can draw on it too if you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I was thinking of what's his name? What's the British guy's name from? Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, help me uh, out. Russell. I Russell. Can not think of anything to Is name. it Russell Crowe? Yeah. No wait. Russell. No. No. Russell Brand.
1: <laughs> Russell Brand. It's a different Russell. Yeah, it yeah. does. He, I mean, uh, yeah. anyway, he does worried. look like oh, that. I'm though
2: So scattered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just keep. Well, the um, problem it's is it's you keep just... trying to remember uh, actors' names live. Uh, on the podcast and so so if you just avoid <laughs> you could just memory. say the actor from this movie and then move on but you're but you're like let's let's like <laughs> i know. fixate on this thing let's i can't remember <laughs> I know. yeah it's gonna be okay, really interesting on. if i can remember animation. this <laughs> this actor's name yeah uh, animation
2: <laughs> this is what people will love um storyboarding Yeah, that's the- Cosmos, did- Bojack, Bojack is where we go next. Uh, all my friends moved on to Bojack after um, Cosmos. Um, so that's naturally where I went next and we did design. So
0: what season did yeah, you, was you. Uh, what was the season that you joined on Bojack? Uh,
2: oh, first season. It was like right when it was getting started. First season? Yeah, it's at the very beginning. What? Yeah. My friend, uh, my colleagues. Well, you got in on the ground floor. No, I didn't even know what I had to. I like left right afterwards to go work on regular show. <laughs> I should. I mean, I loved work on regular show, and I'm not sad that I did that. But part of me is like, huh? I wonder what would have been if I had stayed around for the whole thing on BoJack. But I did come back. Yeah, to, but like
0: I guess season one, it wasn't unionized yet, right? No. When you were on season one, it wasn't union. They only yeah.
2: union.
0: And regular show was union. Yeah. So, I'm guessing the pay was better. Or am I wrong? Maybe it was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot better.
1: Well, you got in and you got out. You got in and you got out.
2: Got in, I got in,
0: I got out. <laughs> so, you were doing layouts on Cosmos. Yeah. And then on Bojack, you were doing character design.
2: On Bojack, I was doing character design and like building puppets. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did you manage to jump from a, um, one gig to another like in terms of like skill because I feel like usually a lot of people can get kind of anxious about animation in the sense that it's like once you start one path you stay on that path forever like if you're a character designer you're going to be a character designer forever but what's really cool about your career is that you've kind of moved around a bunch between all the different skills do you feel like you had to update your portfolio or like how did you kind of go from layout to character design and rigs uh
2: yeah yeah that's a good question i feel like i kind of did it out of pure survival <laughs> you know i it really just it was early <laughs> enough that like i did i honestly didn't really have the portfolio for either thing at the time i really was faking it until i made it um and i had friends that um were i mean it wasn't i mean i i mean i definitely like had the skills to do the jobs but like i didn't necessarily like have like all of the experience to like roll on to this stuff. But like, I don't know, it's just like, hey, this is like people were rolling on to something and they were like, hey, there's like opportunities. Do you want to try for it? And I was just like, I need to do something. And like, I am in L.A., I'm fresh and like, don't really want to go work at Urban Outfitters again. So like, I kind of need to go try this. So
1: I put that on my resume that I'm fresh. I'm fresh. <laughs> uh, I'm fresh. I'm in I'm in LA. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Amazon fresh, baby. Um I'm, Amazon Fresh. <laughs> yeah. I put my GPA on my uh regular show resume. she really? just laughed at me. <laughs> he's like, don't he's like, don't do that ever again.
0: Wait, can you tell us your GPA? No, I'm not
2: gonna
1: What was your GPA?
2: That. I mean
0: I'm I'm proud of it. It must have yeah. been good if you put it on.
1: All of all of all of all of the comments are going to be like, "Tell us, tell us, tell us." I think us. it was a four. the The fans want to know the inside deep. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm guessing. I'm going to guess four. Yeah, I think it was that, but I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the, the thing is, it seems to be a deciding factor as to for you breaking into the animation industry and in your dream job. So, so, so it's important. Everybody...
2: Just so you know, you need to put your GPA on your resume if you want to get that break-in role.
1: (laughs) He was like, we got to hire this nerd. (laughs) We only want nerds on this show, dude.
2: GPA is huge.
0: GPA is
1: huge. GPA is huge. (laughs) Write that down. Underline it. Study
0: up, kids. Don't miss school. That's so funny. But uh, does that mean you had your GPA for six point hardness and bojack and regular show and it's (laughs) (laughs) isn't that so stupid it's only until you got on regular i had no
2: idea what i was doing i was like such a loser
0: (laughs) no but i just think it's really funny i was just like
2: floundering i mean it's just funny like how you can just like kind of like fall into like you know you just kind of you can kind of figure it out eventually i feel like it's maybe this is bad advice but it's like it is kind of amazing, like what some of the drawings can do mm-hmm. for you. Like I was kind of a bumbling idiot at the beginning, but like the drawings were kind of doing a lot of the talking for yeah. me back then.
1: Well, the thing is, if it that ain't, ain't broke, don't fix it. Like you got three jobs based yeah. off of having this GPA <laughs> on on your resume, <laughs> and so like, why? What's the incentive to change it?
0: But what? But what I love yeah. is that JG like is the, the first person to be like. Listen, I have some <laughs> advice for you. Like Come all free people were just like, "We'll just." <laughs> I you know. know. It's I thank you,
2: JG, for for, for taking that <laughs> off of my resume.
0: Like everybody before that, for fixing yeah. that for me. <laughs> Just like we'll just let
2: me. They let me just yeah. roll, you know. They let me it's it's roll, it's,
1: it's like and... working. It's like going to a bunch of brunches and you have spinach in your teeth, and no and no yeah. one's telling you. They're all just letting you go you. forward. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Wow, he's a real one for that, JG. I guess so. <laughs> and wait, so I'm, I'm going to go back to the timeline a little bit. So um, what was the season of BoJack that you left? And what was the season of regular show that you joined? Like, was it like season two of BoJack? Uh, season, season one okay. of
2: BoJack, I left and then I went to season seven of regular mm. show. And I stayed for seven and eight, the last two seasons. Can you talk a little bit? Uh, then I did go back to the last season of BoJack for character designs. Oh, again. nice.
0: And then it was Union yeah, for the last one.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we did get Union. It was good.
0: Can you talk a little bit about the test for? Oh um, um, yeah. Regular show. We have uh, Sean's story for like taking the test, but I want to hear your story for I, taking the test. I actually the took show. the test
2: twice <laughs> in the same year. They didn't know I took it twice. I don't think you're allowed to do that, but
0: oh yeah,
1: I did do it.
2: <laughs> my first test was really bad. And then my second one, I'm pretty proud
1: of still, but
2: yeah, it was good. Um,
1: do you remember anything from it?
2: Yeah. they It's the test where they go into the, um, they're like drinking the slushies and they get the brain freezes. Did you do that one?
1: So, I only did a writing test, so I didn't do a storyboard test because they basically they called they they called me someone from um Culture Network called me on a Thursday night, and they were like, "Can you come in for a possible oh interview gosh. tomorrow to possibly start on on monday Whoa. and um and it, it, it they someone had fall, fallen through. Um, I and was. I was like a last-minute replacement, and I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, but I, I had, um, I was friends with Helen Joe, oh, yeah. who was the partner of Calvin, and and I just got, I got recommended. They, they were like, "Hey, this person's funny," and the last thing I had worked on kind of was drawn similarly, and so, so I ended up just taking the writing test. So did, did you? Did you have to take a writing test, too, or, or was it uh, just a story, uh, storyboard test? Uh, do you remember what the what, what your test was?
2: The writing test? It was like, do this, and then the second, it was like, it's kind of like an ad lib test of, like, Rigby running over mm-hmm. with, like, an empty bubble, and then you have to, like, write in what he's yelling at Mordecai, and then, like, the second one is like, but make it funnier, you know? It's like that whole thing, <laughs> and it's like, oh. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like one where it's like all the characters like playing telephone, like they're whispering in each other's ears and there's a bunch of bubbles and you have to like write what they're saying to each other. It comes back around.
1: Because some of our listeners don't even know what a storyboard test is, uh, let alone a writing test. Yeah. So so for regular show, they they had a storyboarding test, but then they also had a, a little test that was like, it was like a, it almost felt like a, like a kid's worksheet. Like, yeah, like one of those totally. busy worksheets with like mind games or puzzle games. <laughs> it sort of felt like that. But you had to fill out these like almost like word games or like they, like they had like characters with empty speech bubbles and you had to try to write some dialogue about the situation that they were in or whatever. Um, and that's because on regular show, uh, storyboard artists also wrote all the dialogue. It was a storyboard driven show. So so I like uh, picking your brain about this yeah. because not only is that a show with a test but it's also a show with an unconventional test as far as many shows are concerned
2: uh yeah i had fun with it it was just weird because i didn't hear i took two tests and then i didn't hear anything back for like eight months i feel like and then i was like oh shit this is happening like and then when i did hear like it kind of changed my whole life all of a sudden
1: oh my god oh
2: and then like i had like a panic attack like that night (laughs) and was just like I can't do this. Like I started. I remember like this is like very dramatic sounding, but I do remember crying that night, and then being like, "Okay, pull it together."
1: Oh, and then like yeah, and then it was like awesome.
0: I feel like we've all had like a cry story,
1: dude. But but the thing is, is on on that show, it felt like you had a chance. Like it was okay to learn. Like like I, I when I talked to Owen Dennis, my my storyboard partner, like he was like yeah, honestly, it took me like a whole season. he He said that it took him a whole season before he actually felt really comfortable on the show. yeah, so 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 I, I think that, um, like for my first episode, i bo- I storyboarded a pass. and then, like, I had to redo most of it. oh yeah. and um but 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 j G himself actually sat down in a room with me and thumbnailed out an example, like like an example, whole scene of like how he would storyboard the scene and like and and like took extra time that's like an education right there that's how it i think felt for Mm. me and i was flabbergasted at how fast he did it like he like he he basically showed me that like like he he could thumbnail an episode of regular show in its entirety in like one hour
0: uh, or, on, or, on, or
1: or or on or under and like he, he just did it so fast because they,
2: i mean that's such a formula to that show yeah. like they've been doing it for ever
0: no but it's still like pretty it, it still shows the focus though because i feel like like for example like now we've all worked for like 10 years plus right in animation do you guys feel like you could thumbnail an 11 minute in less than an hour <laughs>
1: Only if it was really really simple. Only if it was like yeah. a really really simple show, and I was doing like the main beats. Like if I was yeah. if I was maybe doing like the like the smallest stick figure sure. beats, and I was letting it be just like a very simple cartoony show. I I might be able to get through most of that. Oh, I, I wanted I wanted to ask you because because you basically you had gone from BoJack Horseman, which was a script driven adult comedy show. To this um, storyboard-driven show, you know, regular show. What what was I, and and not only that, it was it was the polar opposites. It was the 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 first season of BoJack Horseman where they're probably still figuring things out mm-hmm. and and what to do, and then you went to a show that had been around for yeah. seven seasons and had all these rules already mm-hmm. established. What was the switch like in between yeah. having? Like, like basically a thing where everyone's like, like figuring it out and flying by the seat of their pants versus um like, there's like a whole like book of rules that you can follow. Right. Or did you notice that difference at all? I mean, and that's okay if you didn't. <laughs> you know, I was just curious.
2: No, I did. I did notice that. I'm trying to take myself back to that place because... That was a pretty big stark difference, to be honest. I feel like working on BoJack was like almost like summer school or like summer break, you know? I was working mostly during the summer, for one thing. <laughs> but also, like oh. you were saying, like, uh, yeah, I feel like we were very much left to our own devices. Which is strange because I heard after I left that production, like, se- season two is like kind of when things started to get a little bit stricter. And like, that's when things got a little bit more dialed down like that's when they started to the rules started to get in place a little bit more i heard like when i was on the show season one at least in my sphere i don't know about borders and everybody else in my sphere Mm -hmm. i didn't have too hard of a time with rules and things it felt pretty breezy but then yeah going over to regular show it was like i was a a journey artist so i was like i didn't i'd never boarded before so like I was under Maddie. Maddie was teaching.
1: So it was just a complete job change difference that probably felt like the biggest difference.
2: Yeah, exactly. It was like going to school for the first time, you know, like learning everything for the first time. Whereas like when I was in BoJack, it was weird because like I hadn't really done that job before, like in animate, like rigging puppets and stuff, but like I've designed characters before. So like I felt fairly confident in that role, but BoJack was like, uh, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of like, kind of like keeping my mouth shut and kind of just observing people and like being like feeling like feeling like the youngest person, like feeling like everyone else in the room was like, smartest, funnier, funniest person, which is not a bad not saying like anything ill against myself. But just like, feeling like I had a lot to learn from these people.
1: It's humble. That's humbling, though.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like mm. this, that was like a really special place to be you know regular show
1: like a like a goal
2: goal so was Bojack I don't mean to say that either but like just in terms of like my interests and like trying to learn and grow as like a writer and like at that time I wanted to grow as like a well I don't know I was like trying to break into boards and so like that was like really crucial for trying to get that career started so yeah
0: that's that's crazy to think that you like your first uh, board gig was regular show. Cause that's definitely a show where not because it's like board driven. So, like, landing a board driven show as a first gig is like, as a first board gig is like very, uh, it's just like a lot. Cause you have to do so much. You have to like draw, do the layout, write everything, be funny. It
2: was challenging. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. I think online <laughs> comics helps to show that stuff a lot too. I think all, of, everyone at regular show, or not everyone, but a lot of people there were getting their jobs from their twitter comics and stuff like that because they were proving that they could draw and write from that
0: did you also have like a webcomic website did you post your webcomics at the time somewhere? um
2: i did have comics i don't remember what i was posting oh but i did have um i think my bill and jean No, oh, that was after i forget what job what got me my regular show stuff i don't know i was just making stuff
0: do you, do you guys have a an example in your career where you said a thing and you wished you had an editor
1: Oh my god, there's so many. There's so many
0: (laughs) in the rooms.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, I'm trying to think if there's one off the top of my head
0: like particularly stands out.
1: Well, not that stands out, but that I should say on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, because I I mean, like the reason why I want it taken out of my life is because it was probably embarrassing. Is I don't want
2: people, (laughs) yeah, Yeah,
1: I don't think it's nothing cancelable, but it's just embarrassing. I think probably. Let me think.
0: I asked the question so I don't have to come up with an answer. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> You're so exempt. <laughs> You're
0: exempt. I try to think if I can come up with one too. Um, I like these frogs.
2: Frog is drink-
0: Frog sonas. Yeah, um, drink frogs is so fun.
2: I've seen some frogs lately. Saw a bunch of frogs on a hike last week at uh, uh, Griffith that were pretty great.
0: Oh, yeah. Because it's been raining yeah. so much. When I was on the Loud House, I pitched a storyboard and I was so insecure it was the first time in my career I had to pitch a board in front of like everybody and the executives in the room and for some reason I was like I was like pitching through it and I I I wasn't really like acting it out because I was just so Mm -hmm. like scared and I feel like when you pitch a board you have to like do all the funny voices and all and like kind of do the timing correctly and all that but I I didn't have that experience at the time and I was like crippled with anxiety and I didn't really feel super confident in my English like I could speak English but I still had like a stronger accent so I don't know It was just like <laughs> really tough
2: yeah that's a whole other challenge
0: yeah it's just like I was like oh gosh uh and then I was flipping through the boards and there's a moment when there's there was like a, a bucket that was flipping towards the camera and in my head coming from French productions that's a really hard thing to animate so I said and here's here's the money uh the money shot everybody the expensive money shot and it's just a bucket flipping towards and you know nobody reacted to it mm-hmm. and later like they pulled me into a room and they were like v why did you say it's an expensive shot <laughs> i was like <laughs> oops i think because the executives were in the room oh, and they were just they it, because executives don't always understand how animation they works, don't
1: want yeah they don't want yeah expensive shots
0: yes i think that's what it is and okay yeah. i would probably edit that out i because it came from like a self-deprecating yeah, kind of like, yeah. you're trying to be sarcastic funny? about no,
1: it No, and that would have made
0: yeah that would have
1: made they, it would have okay. made sense as a joke to make in like a pitch if it was just to your yeah. like director to be funny but like yeah. but when you're in front of executives that are like, like have no sense they're trying of humor. to get shots through yeah. and green light an episode or whatever
0: yeah and i was just like i thought i was being funny and it just made everybody's life more oh, difficult and
1: I didn't.
0: yeah so i would edit that out probably <laughs>
1: i've i've had a lot I've 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 said a lot of things in pitches <laughs> that i wish that probably some of the more embarrassing things that I've said are just sort of like I go into a pitch meeting and I realize that the pitch that I have for them is not what they're looking for and then I try to make up stuff oh. on the spot. Oh, that's the so <laughs> worst! <harsh. laughs> no! <laughs> 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 like, like, and I just start listing stuff. Like, I had this one pitch with Disney and I went in and i was it a
0: board pitch or like an idea pitch
1: it was an idea pitch okay. but then and i initially had done it like like i had like a, a small stack of ideas but i ended up i started pitching this idea and i was like oh no this <laughs> is really tone deaf they do not, not they do not this. think this is funny oh, no. they I, yeah i was pitching this idea to them about it was like a like a lost 90s cartoon where a a girl gets sucked into the digital you know like the digiverse Uh but it's a digiverse that is completely populated by by really cool digital skulls that are her friends (laughs) and and i was just showing them all of these like playing cards that i had designed of cool digital skulls with like like facts written about them and it was just something like it's it's much more of a like like adult swimmy idea Um, like it was supposed to be like it was supposed to
0: Disney. Disney.
1: <laughs> I was pitching this to Disney, <laughs> and I, and I, and then I started and then I but I but I was but I was acting as if I believed that the Digiverse existed <laughs> and that that skulls was a religion that i was following that like if 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 you live your life through reason and and like you know if, if you're like if you're like a nerd this is where your soul gets uploaded when you die but bullies they get uploaded oh, and they get I wish to, Disney was they, like they get turned into to mega spines and they're just soulless spines with a usb jack that tries to hijack uh digi skulls like a virus and i and i was just going on about this stuff and like and and the more i talked the more they were just like checking also i had another pitch like that i pitched i i i i went in with i went in with that same digi skulls pitch to a i i was i was trying to pitch it i was trying to pitch it as a card game uh but i i went into a toy company but But as they were taking me on a toy through the toy, a tour through the toy company, it became, it became very apparent that it was like seven and under toys.
0: Mm -hmm. And I was like, this
1: is, this is like for like a Yu-Gi-Oh Magic the Gathering audience. This is going to be awful. Uh, And I've just, I've, I've, I've um, been on a lot of like general pitches yeah. where i quickly realize that nothing that i have prepared is like their style and then i just try to like i just i'm like frantically searching through my mind to find something relevant <laughs> i love that
0: i love that i love that story that when you were <laughs> talking about first of all i love digi schools it's one of my favorite ideas of yours no. it's so out there <laughs> and I, I i hope one day we see it for real like it has to exist one day and second of all i love that we all laughed that you are pitching it to disney because i feel like this is a very important thing to like Mm -hmm. highlight Mm -hmm. is that like when you pitch to studios studios have a very specific style (laughs) but it's hard to figure it it out it took me a really long time to figure out like what is a Nickelodeon pitch? What is an adult swim pitch? What is a you know? It it takes a long time to figure out, and mm-hmm. it's only like an honest mistake to go to Disney with digit schools.
1: <laughs> <And> I think <laughs> at I the wish. time, I I I was aware that it was inappropriate, but I I, I think I thought <laughs> I was being funny by doing just by doing yeah. it, and then I realized like. That I'm not on an episode of Jackass. I'm not on a prank TV show. I what you're gonna am... put yourself through by doing this, <laughs> like the emotional. Yeah, because I journey. guess I guess
0: depending on the execs, I don't know the execs at um, Disney, but I could. It could be a possibility that one exec could be thinking in their head, "This person is wasting my time." Oh, hundred <laughs>
1: percent. A, a lot yeah. of the times,
0: I feel like execs are pretty like sweet i don't know yeah, i feel like for i've sure. been lucky that execs are pretty for the most sweet. Part. they're not trying to be i've had execs yawn at yeah.
2: pitches before but that's it that's like the worst i've ever had
0: i feel like a yawn is okay yeah. like i think what i would feel really horrible about is if i was like berated or like what do you think you're doing yeah, what do you yeah do? like, that's you're wasting, you know before. what yeah. i mean yeah
1: I, I i there was one other editable moment that actually folds Alex, into our my conversation. Uh, basically, there was there was one time where I went to a union meeting, mm-hmm. and I had gone because I needed to bring. I needed to uh, address a show that with I I believed was taking advantage of artists, mm-hmm. and I I but it wasn't just a show. It was like a, a a a a it was a it was a a system thing. It was basically Cartoon Network had found mm-hmm. a way to have a whole crew of storyboard artists be completely freelance for the whole season so they could pay them a freelancer rate instead of the in-house rate but they were doing the same amount of
2: work we were getting paid like a quarter that we were getting paid on a regular show
1: a quarter yeah yeah i feel like it it was it it came out to like 800 like 800 a week barely but we were like we were like writing dialogue, we oh, were yeah. boarding. It was like, it, it was, they, they were hard shows. It was hard shows to work on. And so
2: imagine working for a studio for two years and then they're like, hey, we still like you, but what if we paid you like, yeah, a quarter of what we were paying, you know, for that whole Because I think
0: they tried to do what happens in uh, Europe, which is like in Europe now, uh, most of the boards, all of the board jobs are uh, unit based. So it's like, Oh, we're Mm -hmm. just going to pay you. It was a
1: flat rate for the flat rate
0: delivery of the episode, but it is so much less money and a show like, uh, like the one you're talking about, had a notoriously uh, diff- like it was a difficult style to it was,
1: hit. It was a difficult show. It, it was a difficult mm. style to to start on because we were also writing dialogue. But the the one of the only reasons why I had st- started and agreed to that rate is because previously, when I first started regular show, there was a similar thing, but like it was ju- it just lasted for one episode. It was almost mm-hmm. like one. I I had one test episode where I got paid a different rate. And it was just to see how well I did on the show before they committed to me, and and I was like, oh okay, like they're you know they're testing out to see if uh, how well I work on the show. But then I found out that every episode was going to be paid like that. Yeah. And what ended up happening is uh, Alex and I had and we were board partners on that show, and um uh I I, I will get back to the 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 union meeting uh in a second but alex would you like to tell some of your side of our our little our our little nightmare oh yeah (laughs) of a show experience
2: i I guess the reason i got involved with that production was because like i was going back to tests you know like i took that test without knowing what that production was going to be that it was going to be a freelance thing that it was you know everyone was going to be separate Mm -hmm. that it was only going to be paid what it was going to be paid, uh, and those tests take so long. They are so involved. You and you're like trying to put your whole heart and soul into it. They're like only spend like two hours on this, and you're like, yeah, right. Like if you ever want to be considered no. for this job, <laughs> you're gonna like put a ton of time in this. So I did, uh, and yeah. then it's like, oh, I like the SpongeBob skull down here, uh, and so I did, and mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, great, cool, I got accepted, and then they're like, oh, we really like your test. Um, So the thing is, this show is blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I was a younger, more naive person. And I really, really liked the presentation for this show. Uh, And this is a note I would say to younger listeners, don't fall for it when people post cool stuff that is like getting attention. And then people try and hire you under like, smaller rates with that, like when people try and get Talent under the guise of like, look at this cool project. Like, it's the tale as old yeah. as time. Like, trying to get talent for experience or anything like that. You know, I fell for that for this production, I guess.
1: Yeah, and, and and I wanna I wanna be clear. I actually don't think it's as much of uh, it like I don't fault the creative, the the creator or the director. I think at the time there were multiple shows that were sort of being handled like this. I don't necessarily fault them in fact i'm a big fan of, of, of a lot of the people involved but but there was a producer who screamed yeah. at us?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, oh, in the really? pitch meeting. Yes, that producer is nightmare, and I never want to work with that producer yeah. ever. So, again. so they.
1: I think they. Had, I think that they had since been fired. They have since been fired from that show. But, but we we basically well, our experience was a big
2: deal over at WB. <gasps> our,
1: our, our our experience our experience was we went onto the show we we did our first round of board pitch. Uh, it had to be completely rewritten and reboarded every single time we pitched it, uh, because we were writing all the dialogue and boarding it. And because of that, our boards ended up being a little bit, a little bit rougher. And then when we pitched our slightly rough boards, which should be okay on most shows. Mm hmm. It was it was like a gaunt, like we had we were running this gauntlet of like like we we had to rewrite all of it. And on top of that, we had uh, a revisions meeting where they went through for like literally three or four hours and and showed us how to like correct it all of our shoes. Like we were draw, drawing yeah. the shoes wrong with red pe- with red pencil. And so we tried again. We like or we were like, OK, we can do this. It's OK. And and we and we came back. And for that show, I actually had written and recorded two songs I I I I, in GarageBand I recorded two songs. Oh
2: yeah, we put in so much energy for the time. Yeah, I remember we met and like we wrote that song together. I mean, I wrote
1: songs together. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, we we wrote the songs together, and and then we went in and for our pitch, like with songs with board, you know, these boards. They were they were a little bit rougher, and 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 the producer stood up. And he was and and he was like he was like this is what I'm scared of this is this is seeing stuff like this that is barely just thrown together you know this is gonna be the reason why this show gets canceled or whatever whatever and and he he stormed out a
2: lot of work to do he was like basically like this has so much work to do before it's ready to be turned in or something like that
1: but but he he screamed at us and I remember the two of us like leaving and we were both like. Like wh- that's not going to happen. We're not getting paid enough for that. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening is uh, I we I we did try a mediating process where because I have a a manager, I got my manager on the line. We got a con a contact at Cartoon Network, and we were like, "Listen, like like it's not just us. There's like another crew that's about to quit too. Like unless something changes, uh, right now there's some people that are going to walk." and they decided not to even negotiate with us at all and we wow. and we and we just left but m- my story about going to the union meeting that i would have edited, edited <laughs> was 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 basically the con- the the context is when i went on to that show i was a a huge fan of the art director like like i like looked up to this art director and i and i went to the union meeting and i stood up and i talked about the the rates and the mistreatment of the show and 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 how long the revisions meetings were and
2: i should also say this was a huge meeting i want to say like this meeting brought a lot of people (laughs) like it was like getting a lot of attention and and, like
1: and and i and I, i really like went off in front of all these people i like my you know my eyes were welling up with tears almost and and but but what i hadn't realized is the art director that I had really admired was sitting right behind me. Oh and, no! And and I and I and I had gone off, and not only gone off about the show, but gone off about my experience. But you know, sort of working to hear with that. him and it the wasn't team. Like
2: you'd said anything bad? No, about-
1: no. It's no, it it is it it, it it is true. But it's it's one of those things where like if I had recognized that they were in the room. I I probably would have talked more about the system. I probably would have talked about like it it. At the end of the day, they're working under these constraints too. I I, I probably would have reframed it a little bit, but I I really went off. And then I, I sat down, and then right after I talked, he stood up right behind me and he gave like this massive apology yeah. to the union and 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 I could tell he he felt so bad and 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 I had I've never talked to him since and 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 he was like. That dude, he was like one of my like storyboard heroes. Yeah. And I was I was just like what? I was like, man.
2: That was really like, cool. I I, I
1: I yeah, I just I, I could have used it like just like maybe a little tweak. Like a little there's nah, a there's nah, a few little I tweaks know, John, to, to I how like I what said it. It was really strong yeah,
2: and I'm really proud of you for what you did. And I don't know Thank that you. I feel like they needed to hear what they did, what they heard because yes, like they weren't necessarily like the ones per Perpetuating what happened they were still the leaders involved and like they I don't know no, they were yeah. like aware of what was happening and also like I think back to what was said in directly after uh this producer when he stormed out those two that were in charge said hey this is a really shitty situation but we're all just so proud of this project and we want it to succeed so well and I just want to be like hey don't you see what situation we're in? Like, I wish they had had a little bit more empathy for us in that situation.
1: You no, know? no, no, it's it's true, it's true. I yeah. also
0: think it's crazy that, like, for me, it's crazy that people expect storyboards to do more and more and more work. Like, if you look, we were just... um like in one of the discords that I'm in, people shared a board that Rebecca Sugar did for Adventure Time, which is absolutely wonderful. It's on paper. It's on TikTok. If you guys go on Rebecca Sugar's TikTok account, you can see it. It's um, a song of uh, Marceline singing to Bubblegum. And it's amazing. It's just in paper. And then you see the animation on the bottom. And it's like, this is what storyboards storyboard should be. But now we're doing all of this like, writing and layout and all of the posings and all the contact poses and everything is crazy on model and 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 that's the job that's try they're trying to save money on this job and it's like it, this is such a labor intensive job and it's kind of like you gotta pay for the quality that you want yeah. it, it's so much no, work exactly you know if you're gonna if you're gonna cheap out on it like wh- what this you expect a, you know intense I
2: mean? it's job like, <laughs> And you know, you got to draw the line somewhere. You got to make a stink. You got to like, you got to have some value in yourself. And you have to say, like, this is what I'm willing to do for myself. And I'm not my two cents.
1: I probably had one of my most dramatic show experiences. In partnership with alex <laughs> like oh, like i think i think looking looking back I, yeah <laughs> that was I, a I, moment. Lo- yeah just lo- looking back and, and and i think that i was i also had felt vulnerable because there was there was another show that alex and i had worked on that i felt like i had failed at when i was there um and uh, and it was a it was a, a difficult experience, and so I think that like I was coming off of difficult experiences, and then going to another one, and having like, like you know, like questioning myself, like mm-hmm. like am I am I do <laughs> am I bad? Do I actually deserve what they're saying? Like you know, like there's like a lot of that's tough questioning, and uh, you know, and, and and trying to find that balance, like. But I I do think that being on a team with you and sharing such a similar experience helped to confirm a lot of the things I was feeling. And I probably would not have done the same thing if I wasn't on that project with you.
2: I felt similar. It was nice.
1: It probably would have turned different.
2: I'm I'm sad that we had to go through that, but I'm glad we went through it together, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, me too. Trauma
2: bond. It's not know. a yeah. Tramathon. I don't <laughs> want it. Yeah, bound yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> by blood. <laughs> it makes
2: it stronger.
1: But yeah, I don't. I, I don't think I had told that story on the on the on the podcast really? before. And uh, but I I, I it's a uh, there's. Yeah, I guess it's just a good example of like yeah, like e- even artists who like. I mean, even by that point, I had been working for years in the animation industry and you still have experiences like that that either make you second guess or that like yeah it's like is like it me am i the one who's the what problem you're yeah. capable of yeah but no i'm the problem it's immediately me. yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <You got> it. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: it's i mean it's always i i like to hear these stories just because like you said like sean and alex like both of you guys you have like really like you have had long careers you've had like successes prior and even even with prior successes you like it's easy to question yourself and be like what am I doing I, and like you know like question your your skills like I feel like this job is, is so hard sometimes because your ego is like kind of on the line all the time like everything feels so like even if you have your resume to kind of uh help you feel confident it 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 only goes so far right i don't know yeah. in these experiences mm-hmm. yeah yeah he goes i don't know i think it's like
1: yeah i, I do feel like we kind of fused into a, a justice voltron and and uh <laughs> you know, justice voltron. got got out of there and 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 yeah just sort of like a we were zoids that did a few you know we did a dragon ball z fusion dance and we were like let's turn into Someone who is strong enough to quit something.
2: What are we talking you know? about? Because that's scary. That's
1: scary. Oh no, no, no! Uh, from the show. From the show. We we. we... Because we quit together.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. We've all out of there. Yeah, no, no, no,
1: no. I was just saying we like fused into some, you know, we were like, let's fuse it. into someone who can quit yeah, together. Yeah, I think we you needed know? each
2: other. And it was like, <laughs> I think we recognized like we were both in a bad place and we were like, hey, this isn't working, right? And you were like, yeah, this isn't working, right? And we were like, together, no. we could do something about this, I think. And also like, yeah, some other people yeah. that who I won't maybe name names on here, but like some other people. Helped us,
1: they left too. Yeah,
2: we all helped each other get out of there.
1: There's other people that left too. And no, it was, it was, it was good. And the, and the good thing is things on that show did change. They did
2: change. Yeah. I heard season Uh, two was a lot better. And I, season two was fun. Yeah.
1: No, I, I heard, I heard people on later seasons were, they, they, they were being treated well and they had switched the format of the show so that less. The things depended yeah. on the board art. There, there, there's just all sorts of things that they changed, and who knows? Maybe that wouldn't have happened. Who knows? If you know, the we weren't, we weren't the the pebble in the avalanche. Yeah. You know, like the the first, the first like. Kind I mean, of if pebble it had succeeded I,
2: that way, like they probably would have kept doing things the way that it would have been.
1: No, no. How did you? How did you bounce back from an experience like that? What What, mm, what, did, what did you? Did you work on something that? kind of reinvigorated your like i mean because you're still yeah. going you know like what what did you work on that did you work on anything since that sort of reestablished your faith and <laughs> like you know th- th- it's not all yeah. bad <laughs> animation industry not all bad
2: uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i did some revision work for a little bit after that because i did want to take a little break from boards from doing like board driven stuff so i did do like some some uh non-writing work for a little bit <clears throat> but then I did kind of pick it back up into um Summer Camp Island that's where I went after
0: Ooh nice it was
2: great. I love Summer Camp uh and I worked Ryan was on that's that for a cute little show. bit show. I love Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. There's a lot of like the Adventure Time crew was on there. I worked with Nick Edwards for a bit. He's really funny. Tom Herpib, yeah, Jesse Moinhan were on there.
1: But yeah, I think it was Jesse Moynihan is such a talented. Oh my God, designer. his like Jesus, he's, he's so is good so at drawing, good.
2: dude. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I yeah, I don't know. Everybody, go check out Jesse Moynihan. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he he was the he was the art director for the Midnight Gospel, yeah. and so that's yeah. when Did I you got work on to work that? with him. But I was just me. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me? How are you sure me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I I actually I I started on that show at a um. A, a really fortuitous point where, um, I was able to storyboard on half of the episodes that exist. Uh, even though there were like four teams, somehow I ended up being able to touch a lot, a lot of it actually. Okay. Um, which um, yeah, I, I think that was that was the show that reinvigorated like oh my God, like work environments work can be awesome. And creative and collaborative, and oh, right? you That's, can you yeah. can have enough time to do it. Uh-huh. And on top of that, experimental stuff can be done, and everybody's creative input can be valued. Um, just yeah, one one of the best run shows that I've uh, ever been on.
2: Uh, I think working on City of Ghosts was what got me back excited about animation. That was, was a while Ooh, after. That was great too. But, um, that was a great crew. That How- I think that was kind of like. I think I was kind of like being like, what, why does animation matter at that point? It was kind of like, we're yeah. all just kind of making this stuff and being miserable, like getting notes and like, it's not, all this stuff isn't funny. All this is just like, you know, all this like sad stuff we think about when we're burning out in animation. Uh, and then, hi, come here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Artie wants in, sorry. Oh, is that your kitty? Yeah, this is already You might have seen him online. live. Artie? <gasps> Artie has...
1: He's I know so you slick. guys can't yeah. see this, but
0: yeah, I know. Like people are, are only gonna see our drawings, but we can all okay, draw edit that Artie out because he's edit a cutie, coffee and cream cat. <laughs> no, no,
1: we don't have to. We don't have to edit it out. I'll, I'll draw. Okay. I'll draw. I'll, I'll draw you trying to keep a hold of Artie <laughs> as, as they.
2: I <laughs> <But> like <look>, this.
0: <laughs> but um, what you're, what you, you were talking about is really true, Alex. About like, there's always this moment in your career. I feel like as an artist, especially as a storyboard artist, yeah. where you're like. what am i doing totally (laughs) like especially after doing it for 10 years it's like so many i don't know yeah it's like i'm spending so many hours out of my day i'm doing sometimes over time because i love this show or sometimes i don't love the show but i gotta get it in Uh (laughs) and and then you're like where's my life going i don't know (laughs) it's like (laughs) (laughs) so on city of ghosts were you uh designing or boarding I was boarding on that
1: show mm, how
0: was it boarding for it because it's like kind of yeah did you guys get the uh audio first and then board to the audio or like how did that work because it's a little bit it's a it's it's a little bit documentary ish exactly, right
2: yeah so it, it kind of depended so sometimes we would just start doing like mood boards we would just like we would have character designs and so we would just start like it would be like hey this is kind of the like the director would be like this is kind of the idea for this scene like start doing like some uh like imagine being a documentary like a documentarian in this scene like what are some ideas for how like where you would put the camera you know just to start staging it for like when the photographer goes out and shoots stuff and like we may or may not use some of these scenes you know a lot of our stuff we We were drawing really loose because um, some of this stuff got used. a lot of it didn't get used. And then like the we're like kind of like drawing a lot of stuff that would be kind of interpreted as like raw footage, you know. And then uh, all of our boards kind of like got put into a folder that like the director would like pull from and like throw into the boards. It's very hard to describe, but it was a strange process. but I really liked it. Um, and then later on, the director kind of like set it to the audio. Sometimes we were setting boards to audio too, and always like done like at the last second.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
2: because we we're like getting records like kind of like whenever we could, you know.
0: That's so funny. I feel like uh, I've ne- yeah I've never heard of a show ran that way, and it's kind of cool to hear all the different yeah. kind of ways like you can make a production. Totally. Happen.
1: Yeah, it is nice it sounds not that far away from how the midnight gospel was run because it was a podcast totally. like yeah. pre-recorded audio that we were moving around and, and editing a little bit
2: yeah they, it seems like a similar situation
0: yeah no because because you both were like working from the audio like would you say sean that like for midnight gospel you there was like a bunch of stuff that didn't get used because it got like kind of collaged later on or
1: Yes, well the 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 way that that sh- show functioned was strange because like we would have audio and we would cut up the audio and make pauses here and there and even write on the boards like like they should say a thing here uh that's different from the audio to react to what's going on or or else it just looks like they're in a different show <laughs> than mm-hmm. what is currently uh-huh. happening visually. Um, but, but it was, uh, it was strange because I would have, we would have like, okay, we have five minutes of audio and in the outline, it would say they are in the white house, just like playing (laughs) pool in a pool room. And at some point zombies need to break in and they run away. That's cool. But I have five minutes of audio. So, so basically I would pitch a whole bunch of gags. I would just like, like, what are all the different ways that we could fill it up like at one point in, in the first episode when they're they're talking to the president there there was a part that ended up getting cut out i storyboarded a scene uh to help fill up audio and i think some of the audio ended up getting cut but um they they walk over from the pool table and um and the president uh takes a, a poop what but like in a little bathroom and clancy is sitting outside the bathroom door handing him toilet paper as he's interviewing him and and -hmm. then you and and then you and then you uh but like half of it is like him trying to climb up this little stool onto the toilet and then um and then you pan and then we pan out and there the bathroom is like roped off and there's a bunch of reporters taking (laughs) pictures but you didn't realize that he's like pooping publicly and um but but I mean that that whole scene ended up getting getting cut. But but it, it's it you're just like pitching ways that they can pass. The t- that I there was another time in that episode where they're they're camping out in the woods, and in what ended up happening uh, eventually is like they're they're just like casually hanging out by the fire and having a fireside chat. But originally, while they were talking, I had the president. Um, Almost like making a a cooking like a cooking show out of bugs. Like he's like cooking them dinner, but out of like he's cracking a beetle over a centipede and like dusting dusting that with like ants and then cooking that over the fire and like pretending he's like on a little cooking show with cooking them dinner out of bugs. And then while he was doing that, Clancy was making Home Alone style traps in case the zombies came. And mm-hmm. then when the zombies come, all the traps get sprung as they're, like, running out and all these, like, logs are, like, piercing the zombies and they're falling into, like, tiger traps. But what what we ended up doing was just saying, like, hey, like, so far this episode has been crazy. Let's just have them, like, straight up just lying on their side talking by the fire. And, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> that <doesn't know. laughs> but, but yeah, um, a lot. But it almost felt, like, storyboard-driven but without uh having to write dialogue much.
2: That's really taking some of the heavy lifting away. I like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming that that's how like working on like some like Tom and Jerry Mm -hmm. or something must have felt a little bit like you're just like like pitching a whole bunch of like funny gags. Yeah, yeah. nice.
2: Ooh, I love this little artie drawing.
0: So you've worked as a character designer. You've done layout. You've done storyboards, Alex. And you also do comics on the side. You you go to all these conventions when I do. You know, you got time. How? yeah what's your process like kind of coming up with um like a book for example well I haven't made a book in a while right now I've been focusing more
2: on animated shorts Mm -hmm. but the last thing I did was that that thing we sold at together and I was doing more like prints at that I guess the last book was um Mm -hmm. the garden variety book did that like five i guess i haven't made comics in like five years if i'm being honest (laughs) but i do make animated short gosh i'm so scattered with my creative process because i go back and forth to a lot of stuff but yeah right now i've been working with um my friend nola
1: now is is that just because um you're drawn to new ways of storytelling or are you gravitating more towards different ways that you can Pitch a thing, or are are you just? I don't
2: know. I think I just get bored with one thing. I think I like. I'll do a thing and just like. Nice. Do you? Do you all like Sean? You're like very focused on animation. You know, I see. You're like you turn Mm -hmm. them out. Do you? Do you make comics ever, or do you jump around, or are you like set in animation?
1: I, I I I sometimes I'm sometimes I make short comics when I like an idea, but I don't like it enough to go through the whole process of animating it or or when i think that the like sometimes i'll make a comic when i'm trying to work out some like quirky little dialogue or when i think a joke will translate better in text than voice acted because i think that there's instances like that especially if like there's like a narration like Mm -hmm. like if there's like narration text that like I that maybe wouldn't read as funny with voiceover, but i I've, I've, I've kind of been combining them uh, i've had huh. I've had a lot of fun combining them actually recently Talk to you about that. by basically I'll make a comic, I'll make a comic and then I'll render the panels and I'll time out the panels for TikTok and I'll do voiceover of all the lines as we switch in between panels and i'll I'll even like put in some little sound effects and stuff and it it turns. Like a something that takes me far less time than making a cart like an animated cartoon uh, of it into something that's it's kind of like a storyboard a little bit, but it, there's text on like it. That.
2: Uh, I've
1: been having a lot of fun doing that actually. It feels like
2: there is like a happy medium, like something kind of a, sort of more like an animatic, maybe something yeah, mm-hmm. kind of closer to what they're looking for with the adults, Adult Swim, Smalls, you know. That mm-hmm. maybe I would like to start aiming for, with because it just takes so much work to make a full fledged animation. You came
0: okay. out with a little short recently, oh, yeah. which was like, like freaking amazing. Thank I was you. like, like I was like, how did he get the time to do all this?
2: Oh, yeah. and it's well, really I, funny. I too. had my my creative yeah, like, partner and I co created that together. So that's it's two minds. Uh, it's amazing that no, you can do awesome. with that. Uh Norlo Carey. Uh, we're I, we've
1: i love working with a partner yeah, like writing with a partner is this something that you enjoy i
2: do yeah yeah it's definitely helpful i feel like it's um i get ideas and then i get off of ideas really quickly i don't know if y'all are the same way but that's how i uh, i don't know i just don't commit <laughs> like so it's good to have it's, like it's a person hard to, to stay to keep you on something yeah but...
0: I agree it's hard to stay focused on something like because because that first phase of like em- like getting an idea is so much fun you're like ooh, and I could do all these things and here's a fun uh-huh. joke and this character could look like this and then oh what if like it happened in that area and then they could just and then you like it's just like blue sky yeah. and you're having so ooh. much fun and then you actually have to do it and it's like um well, well, actually, I'll just do something else. <laughs> and you don't know like what's good and what's not,
2: you know. It's nice to have like another person to bounce ideas off
1: of. One of the reasons why I gravitate towards like short stuff is because, um, like, uh, I, I, I go through that too, where like I'll come up with an idea, and then if I think about that idea for like a week, I'm like, okay, I'm over that idea. Um, so what I end up doing is I gravitate towards this like mode of like it's almost like my motivation takes me hostage and I have to make the thing in like two days I love that. like while I'm still excited about yeah. it uh and so I'll just do like a bender <laughs> like like an animation bender not drug-induced except for caffeine <laughs> but like I'll I'll just like I'll just hyper fixate and I'll make a 30 second like meme ass like n- not even worrying about like it being animated well yeah. but just like getting something done and getting that idea out before i know that i'm going to be tired of it and yeah. um yeah so that's a little bit how i function i really
2: got to get
0: to that Dude, place. that's exactly how i i
2: i'm like really yeah like, I, I like i'm too picky with stuff right now but i'm like learning i'm in this like mode of like uh loose drawing and i'm like really trying to push that right now so i'm really working to get to a place where i can make fast work you know that's the goal right now because like my whole life... What? You're
1: experimenting. You're playing in this space. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, my whole life has just been, like, just, like, tight, you know? Like, very tight. And, like, mm. tight drawings take it's just too long, you know? And I don't think they're always fun, either. So, they, like, lack character a lot of the I, time, so...
0: I, they're in that interesting space, though. Like, it's true that your work is very tight, but it also has this kind of, like... I don't know how to describe it, but, like, almost like an... um like an out of this world feeling kind of like, you know, like that quality of the drawings being so tight kind of makes it almost like poetic in a Thank way, you. you know what I mean? Like it's cause it's like, so. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm trying like, to like That's exactly the word. Get over that.
1: I'm excited to see the balance that you find in between.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to like find something.
1: Because I, I, I think that as we go along and as we prioritize sort of like The independent thing like, you know, we we work for a certain amount of time on other people's shows, other people's things. And then you start, you know, not everybody feels this way, but I think that both of you are 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 share a a quality where you want to make and express yourself on your own with your own work. And and there's like a desire to do that, like Mm. like a need to do that. Um, not everybody has that, and that's okay. There's different people that get into and I mean there's different people that get into animation for different reasons. Some people's dream is to work on someone's, you know, a a a show, their favorite show, and make the beautiful most beautiful backgrounds ever, and they don't have a desire to make their own cartoon or whatever or draw outside of work and that's also okay totally. i think that's actually better for work-life <laughs> I balance too. sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 i'm jealous I of that, that. sometimes <laughs> the people that are content yeah. yeah but but i i think that um you both share that thing with me that that mm-hmm. outside of work you feel a, a desire to to make your own your own stuff and express yourself and explore and uh and as you go along uh and uh especially if you're not adding like a team to doing that if you're like working for years just making something alone i think that sometimes the the focus goes away from how can i make this really impressive mm-hmm. to like how can i just like tell this thing the story in a way that's fun for me yeah. to do and sustainable because the impressive thing is um, boring after and, a while I mean, some, yeah,
2: you do that impressive thing yeah. for like years L- like trying to get attention and it's just like who cares i don't know like it's not <laughs> it's not
1: for my the, it's not for my portfolio yeah. anymore it's just for fun yeah. it's for I me mean, i'm doing this all yeah.
2: day just to like it's basically like playing checkers or chess like i wake up just trying to like play it's like playing solitaire maybe or something you know like i'm just having fun it's like a self-satisfying mm. thing i might as well just like yeah make it a, a perfect game for me you know so yeah.
1: yeah yeah and it's hard to separate other people's perceptions from that i think that's a lot of the the reasons why people put a lot of pressure on Their drawing skills like the thing that you put out there yeah. i mean well they they even like they they get um paralyzed they feel paralyzed uh about putting Stuff something out, out there because yeah. They're worried that people aren't going to like it or they're not going to get hired because they make a joke in this that's a little crass or like whatever. And you start getting so hyper fixated on what other people think of your thing that you forget that like, like for me, the reason why I started all this is just, I was making stick figure cartoons to make my buddy laugh. And that's, Mm. it's like how I joke around. That's how I tell jokes. That's how I make people laugh. And if I go, if I fill my time with something that isn't true to that feeling, like lost then the thread. I start feeling disingenuous.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've lost the thread. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what's really tough about having a career, like like being a creator. When I say creator, I, I mean as in like you love telling stories or like creating worlds or characters, like and then entering animation is like y- you can lose that thread really easily. Uh, Good in the midst of work yeah let's do a new new page i you know we have a lot of really great questions from our listeners um are you down to yeah, answer of some of questions Alex? anytime um so our patron money bean uh had a lot of questions for you and i think they're all really uh great get into it. there's the first one i'm gonna ask is like uh, one of the shortest one is there one genre that you gel more with in terms, I guess, of like storytelling, that I and/or style that I work with professionally, or that the, you that
1: you gel more you with, gel, like you
0: that you like more? Like, are you more like, a, I guess, like a comedy yeah. person, or like? But in, I guess if you like drama. For this
2: question, does that mean professionally, or does that mean that I watch? You know what? You can answer both. You can tell us what you watch. Uh, what do you, what like you do you
1: like to intake, and what do you yeah, like yeah. to outtake? Yeah
0: yes
2: i'll take it i guess i like to work on i like to work on comedy mostly i have worked mostly on children's comedy but i don't necessarily feel um spiritually connected to children's comedy i feel like i'm mostly maybe since i started on regular show that's kind of where i feel mostly drawn is like that age range i don't necessarily Mm -hmm. like that um like right before adult swim starts. Like that's like the comedy age range that I feel mostly drawn to. Yeah. I don't feel like um like a like a late night adult swimmer, like like the super mm. adult jokes, but I really don't feel like super
1: edgy. Yeah, adult. yeah, that's
2: not me necessarily, but I don't necessarily feel like a preschool comedy guy. Like I am somewhere in between.
1: I've I have a hard time with like that cutoff that like this is what has to be adult. Um, cause, and I've gotten this note before I I've, I've, I've like pitched things that like are full of like, it's like people exploding and gore and cursing and like all this, whatever. And, and then they'd say like, but is this an adult show? And I, and I'm like, well, I mean, there's like a bunch of poor <laughs> and there's cursing and like, yeah. like sex jokes and stuff. And they're like, like, we're going to need to see them like, like maybe put them in the workplace, what? like put them in adult situations. Yeah, people get like so maybe, interesting. Like maybe, 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 maybe have them tell some more like adult specific jokes. And, 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 um, and I don't, I feel like that thing that defines what an, what adult humor is, is changing and should change and i feel like we've been adult comedy has been put in this box for a long time and and, and I, I i hope that we're switching out yeah. of it a little bit but i i do see like you know that there's this box of shows that are like insert adult joke here ha ha ha. you know like i'm i'm a i'm a edgy i'm an edgy aunt back when yeah, i hooked up yeah, with santa yeah. claus he gave me crabs totally, you know yeah. like i don't know <laughs> like, i guess that's whatever. i guess
0: I <laughs> the <this> show is <laughs> everybody's like this is adult chosen. I think I I think <laughs> like... we're kind of
2: saying the same things, Sean. I feel I think yeah. I'm reacting to <laughs> the exact notes exactly. Like I don't like to um I don't like to feel put into the boxes very much. Um, but for those exact reasons, like I don't like to feel like I have to tailor my jokes to a certain degree. I really liked working at Cards Network because it felt like we had a lot of range to just kind of write whatever jokes we wanted to, you know. Like on summer camp, on regular show, uh, on some of the other shows we worked on, it felt like we were just kind of writing comedy, and like it wasn't like we are writing age-specific comedy, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so like I miss the age of like those network kids, for driven shows. I guess
0: you were asking if the question was about what you. Oh, what I also watch
2: or take in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: Now I want (laughs) to. I want to hear what's your favorite uh, things you watch?
2: Oh, comedy for sure. Or read Um, or. More like, yeah, comedy. Watching mostly HBO stuff, I would say.
1: Did you watch much cartoons much on your own, or is it mostly live action stuff?
2: I'm trying to make more of an effort to watch cartoons these days. uh, Because for a while, I was that like basic person who worked in animation who didn't watch cartoons. This is a great these skating people are wonderful, by the way. This Thank week you. I've been watching Edda Ed, and Is
1: As inspired by you. <laughs>
2: Thanks. <laughs> is that my skater gif?
1: It is your skater your skater person.
2: You. <laughs> uh this week I've been watching Ed, Ed, and Netty. Have y'all watched that recently?
0: dude yeah it's
1: it's,
2: been a
0: long time it's it's actually what i used as a comp for my cards network short i pitched it as ed and eddie for girls oh awesome for some reason that pitch really lands because it's sick and and it feels like it's
2: kind of been slept on for a bit uh i saw someone tweet the the, the ed and eddie bible like two a week or two ago i
0: have not seen Uh, it
2: well i'll send it to you you, if you want it um because that's what got me on this kick um and it's like yeah really like it's like dumb but like poetically dumb you know what i mean like uh the mm. pitch the elevator pitch is like they're friends because they have the same name i think that's the pitch and then like the second pitch is like puberty so is, is unforgiving or something like that uh and like the whole thing just looks like the bible looks like a zine or something it like looks really cool like it looks like a show oh, i want to pick that's up that's so sick yeah it's it's just beautiful like all the text they use and is it, it like was... awesome. yeah.
0: I was also watching it because well first of all cuz it's my comp but also because I I I I've, I've been so nostalgic of these old shows where the backgrounds are easy. They're yeah. not there's not a million details like the backgrounds look like actual cartoon backgrounds. It's not like it doesn't look like an illustration like a complex yeah. illustrated children's book and I'm like I love that and I also love that the um like the script or like scenario like the ideas what happens in the episodes is just very simple and it's not a huge emotional arc it's just fun like just kids been dumb totally i also <laughs> yeah. love how
2: cartoony yeah. it is in like this time when a lot of shows are like kind of act like serious and like
0: yes i that yeah that's my biggest thing it's kind of um, like right now there's so many shows they're so tight that it, it all feels like the simpsons yeah. but for kids and it's like so tight
1: I I'm uh I'm really interested in pitch Bibles that are um they're made to be less like the perfect pitch and made to be more a fun thing to read.
2: Yeah. And
1: I think that the Ed, Ed and Eddie Bible is like that. I also think that the Adventure Time Bible is like that. Yes. It's it's uh, like fun drawings of characters with cute things that they would say and like uh like it's not there's not like the like this is you know labeled this is the world this is the story this is the theme this is the tone this is uh character one through three yeah, yeah, and yeah. their the emotional ties to one another well, like I it's just like, like they don't like the yeah sorry um, finish what you're saying i
2: keep interrupting you no out. no
1: no no please please what were we gonna say
2: i feel like some of that stuff they don't like because they like figuring mm-hmm. that stuff out with you right some of that i mean they like you yep. they like seeing yeah, it like fleshed i, I, I out, think i like, think it's
1: a good idea but
2: like they want to hear fun, funny stuff, and then like the clinical stuff you figure out with them. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's wrong.
0: I also, I also believe I, that's my biggest realization. That I'm telling everybody this, but it's like a show like Ed and Eddie or Dexter's Lab or uh, Recess or um, Doug. It's like all shows that is happening in the real world, and it's so much easier to pitch that to an exec because there's no world building or the world building is just so minor. And so much easier to just get in right into the characters, because yeah. at the end of the day, you just kind of want to spend time with your characters. And if you don't really understand where the characters live, it is kind of like like then you start like the you the person you're pitching to get starts being sidetracked. It's like, well, what about this? What does this mean? Yeah, it's
2: nice that you just have that built in, or you don't have to like explain much stuff, you know
0: yeah it's like everybody knows what a house is and what a school it's is it's like and... <laughs> to be a 13 year old boy
2: who's like who just wants to get yeah. job breakers
0: <laughs> still from moneybean in the shows that you designed bgs or supporting characters for such as bojack how many of these characters are given personalities beforehand for you to base their design off of, versus needing just anybody and having fun with it hmm um where does your hand take you when you just have fun with the bg or a smaller character yeah it's a two-parter
2: so for bojack it was a little different because bojack um lisa hannah was the art director and so that had a very specific art style um so she was doing a lot of the pre-designs for us um and then we were kind of cleaning up from there. So yes, I was um, I was still designing some of the characters and I was doing like turns and like the proper design styles. but for a lot of those characters we were kind of given like pre pre-designed characters already. so I wasn't making a ton of creative decisions for the for that show. Uh, but hmm. for let's say like yeah, when you're working like on a show, when you're a character designer, Oftentimes, you get, you get like, a lot of these, like, you have an art director a lot of the time, so you get, like, designs from them or, like, from the, from the board, so you have, like, a pretty good idea of where to, to go from, you know, and you have, like, the style from the show, so you don't get too much freedom to kind of go off script, unless it's, like, a background character, then you're kind of, like, coming up with things out of your head. the I feel like the time when you get to kind of play the most with design is like at the very beginning, like when things haven't really been established. Like um, this last production I was just on, it's like a brand new thing. So we're all kind of like on the ground floor figuring stuff out. So I was given like a PDF of like all the character descriptions um, and, that, that came from the writers, uh, and so I'm doing like a lot of sketches. Uh, like one of the, you know, it's like this character is a goth character. So I'm googling like goth, and it's like first draft goth character, and they're like, oh, it's kind of a boring goth character. It's like go a little deeper than that. So it's like, you know, you're just like digging from your psyche of like, you know, I don't have to explain how that works, but um, <laughs> <laughs> how like brainstorming works. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just like you know back and forth of that i'm trying to think how to give a better example
0: when you when you want to push deeper on a character do you like google stuff do you use uh, image references or are you mm. for sure yeah google image
1: you just google like deeper goth (laughs) (laughs) goth inception (laughs) i i I need i need to find uh (laughs) there's several layers of goth yeah. there's deeper goth uh there's
0: surface we level to, goth. We go Dude, we little, you're saying they i feel like sometimes when you when i because I, I i love designing like goth emo yeah. kind of like scene kids it's my oh, favorite so uh but and so yeah because like because because they're already a design like an, in real life uh-huh. design right and when When you know like like more specific fashion words like cyber goth or shit like that, then you can kind of like totally right. You can get like the good stuff. Yeah, you can't just have like
2: off the shelf goth. You have to go a
1: little. (laughs) You know, you know a cool one uh, that uh, I've been noticing is so so the I think that uh, health goth is very interesting. (laughs) Health goth is wait really it's 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 a lot of drop crotch. Uh, comfortable stretchy pants and very flowy garments like, uh, and a lot of athletic, a lot of athletic of, wear I feel
2: like it's intersectionality oh. with athleisure wear
1: but it's all black but it, but but they wear all black um and, the makeup. and then a, a, another one is um it, this one is a little bit less referenced a little bit more nuanced but uh arctic goth Whoa. is arctic all white God. but still with the goth aesthetic so you have like a um, desert goth? Uh, switch from like like switch from the Matrix uh, always wore white and sort of had like it's all it's almost like if goth went albino or something like huh. that like like sort of it's, like it's very the like same
0: Final Fantasy. It's like it feels like yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but 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 it's inter it's I, I I like these like subgenres of goth that is like goth adjacent but yes. and, and and you can still you can still tell it's the same like dark angstiness but like but with like you know this person wants to go to the gym (laughs) (laughs) or like or like this person this person uh yeah i I, yeah this person is on hoth like that star wars uh like uh snow world you know
2: they're figuring out their own journey cool i love it
1: (sighs) (laughs) i worked on a i worked on a an eddie parody that's my mo- my most recent experience with Ed and Eddie. Ed Ed and Eddie was wasn't watching it. It was working on um, there's a uh, uh online animator named Meat Canyon that I edit oh, heard that I Meat animated King. some shots of uh. It uh, basically the 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 plot is that they're trying to get jawbreakers, but they're but it, it's like a horror version oh. where they're finding. They're taking everyone's jaws and they're making a big ball of jaws oh and viscera God. and then they like put that in there. It's 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 super weird, but uh I I animated a little bit on that. So that's my that more my more recent um ed and yeah. ed thing. <laughs>
0: um I I actually like this question also from Money Bean because um it's about your style, okay, Alex. Let's hear it. What influence yeah, what influenced this blocky, somewhat disproportionate, <laughs> wrinkly human style of yours? <laughs> my
2: wrinkly
0: style? What does uh, <laughs> always read it in your personal style whenever you originally took art seriously? Mm, uh, who influenced my style? Let's see.
2: I got really into Robert, uh, what's his name? Robert Ryan Corey. It was huge for me back in the day.
0: Did y'all ever look at him? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, he was huge for my uh, influence.
0: He has an amazing lecture that you can find online. Oh, really? If anybody's listening. If I you know, if you type in Robert Ryan Corey, uh, design lecture, it's I think it is on Facebook. I don't know anything about it's him. It's really good. It, a decent person. I have no idea. I've never worked with him. I I only know him through the lecture.
2: Okay. Um. Well, his drawings are which, gorgeous. Which I think it's really good. I, yeah, changed my whole perspective whenever I was in college um yeah and then i feel like ghost shrimp was a big one for me when i was watching adventure time that was when i was like maybe i want to be a background artist um that shit was awesome because it was like very illustrative and it, he he was like putting art into animation in a like a really interesting way that i was like not seeing in other animation at the time who else i was on boom all the time that art website
0: oh yeah, yeah. they're still around they're, they're still around, around yeah
2: i yeah. still get on that that site every now and yeah. then that was where i first found out about helen's work i was like huge oh, in yeah? helen's work and then i met her out here and now we're like friends
0: that is so cool i love that yeah, yeah i'm subscribed to their um email list yeah. by the way if you're listening to uh this podcast right now i would definitely recommend to go it's boom with success. Like seven five or seven seven, O's, O's, nine yeah. seven. I, that was like yeah. my dream to be on boom's <laughs> front page one day
2: but, yeah
1: uh and who, who's helen just in case if we're gonna if we're gonna, oh, yeah, if we're gonna talk about jo. an artist i'd like helen, to just make sure that people can yeah
2: helen joe is helen jo. an incredible I, illustrator artist who works out here in uh los angeles uh she used to work in animation uh on steven universe i believe and regular show at one point and yeah we're all i think the three of us are all three of us are friends with her yeah she's just
1: Awesome. I, I i think that helen helen was one of the reasons why I, I i think the main reason why i got on the regular show
2: yeah oh
1: i think it was a, i think it was a helen joe wreck because i i worked on stone quackers oh
2: yeah How was stone quackers that show looks cool
1: <laughs> it was it was cool it was my first storyboarding really?
2: job. i love the art style of that show yeah the,
1: the funny thing the funny mind gaming thing on that show was that the creator ben jones used to have me storyboard at least one fake scene in certain episodes to give the executives something to cut and we would make it bad on per like like worse on purpose or (laughs) or not have a point so that because the executives always liked to cut one thing. Oh, okay. Uh, at Got least. It. That's kind of smart. And so we would, we, would make a, a de- we would make a decoy scene wow. for them to cut to feel like they did their job. Did that always work? And so I would, I, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it worked when we did it, which was very interesting. Um Ooh, that's a lesson. Because it, I, I mean, it it is weird to spend three hours storyboarding a scene that you know is gonna get cut on purpose. <laughs> like that
2: that is like a weird but does that thing. maybe save yourself like a like a meeting later on though? Mm-hmm. I, I
1: mean it is possible, but that that, that was my first
2: um into the
1: the politics of getting the episode through. Like the that it's more complicated than just it being good sometimes sometimes you have to placate the the different executives or the different producers or whatever and uh and and so yeah that that was my first time uh and the interesting thing about um stone quackers is uh it it started off as like a sketch comedy thing where there would be a bunch of short little episodes and skits and we were going to edit them together and have like little short little bumpers in between them um, but then it turned into regular episodes, and so on the first season of Stone Quackers, I had a, a, a bunch of storyboard partners, and then on the second season of Stone Quackers, I storyboarded it completely alone, all of it. Whoa! I was the only storyboard artist on the second season. Storyboards are tough. Um, Storyboarding is hard, Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, it was Does my first. It was it. my first storyboarding <laughs> job, and I was like, "Why are you? Why are you trusting me like this?" Yeah. But there, there was like a series of shows that Fox ADHD had done, which was it was the my my first job where they basically took all of the members of the shorts team, the team that made a, a short every single week for the YouTube, and they were like, "What if we made shows that felt like shorts?" And, and so there was two shows that I had started on for my first shows that I had ever been on that the the, the intention was to make them feel sort of like an internet mm. short. And so they, all of the, like the, most of the main people on, on the show were like people that made internet shorts. I wonder
2: shorts. if that would have hit, if that would have hit a little differently today, Fox ADHD.
0: Hmm. Oh, you it think might that it's talk have. and stuff? You think it's just yeah. like it was ahead of its time? Maybe. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: It's po- it's, po- it's also possible. To, like, I mean, I think that
2: well and stuff. But like, right? Isn't there well,
1: right? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, you 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 have you have these shows right now that are coming from artists from the internet animation space. You have like Smiling yeah. Friends, you have Koala Man, you have uh, uh Yolo Crystal Fantasy which are these uh shows that are that are made by uh artists that started off on like new grounds and stuff and i think it's finally coming around to like like hey you guys have this like internet sensibility and that's what yeah i mean the kid kids are just watching shorts and internet shorts like what if we make shows feel like yeah. that I, I think that is something that's, that's happening interesting to think about now
2: yeah there's yeah. all these companies like like we were talking about studio and adult swim smalls kind of doing what adhd wanted to do i guess yeah
0: yeah, because adhd was around even before like it was after vine but before tiktok yeah. so it was i just mm-hmm. missed the yeah. same
1: well, on, it. yeah, super too. yeah, yeah. The, uh, but but they super deluxe yeah i feel like super deluxe and fox adhd were kind of in the same space like doing doing uh some some similar kind of stuff i Fox HD introduced me to the the first um, the concept that of someone being able to make a living making nothing but gifts.
2: That's really cool. They mm. they
1: they had they had a gift department where they had eight people who were full time making gifts. They would make two gifts a day. Holy and crap! And they would uh they would just take new they would take news articles they would take uh things happening in pop culture and make gifts of them. And, uh, this was back when like Tumblr was at, I think it's peak. And so they were really like, like pumping out gifts on Tumblr. And that that was the, uh, I I did a few freelance gifts for them. And that was the first time that I had anything ever go viral. I I made some viral gifts on their, on their, uh, Tumblr.
0: Dude, I thought that you um when Alex pulled up the Elmo with fire gif, I thought that as you were talking, Sean, I thought you made that. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. I was just doing gifts. <laughs> no, I wish I wish.
0: That was so like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Oh. oh. The, her, her, I, I was I, I was gonna I'm I'm adding uh I'm adding the the gifts that I made for um uh that went viral oh, nice. the, the the i made uh i made two two nice. gifts that like took <laughs> off and, amazing uh, and, and, and went crazy <laughs> when i was at fox 88 people are saying so,
2: that's, like it, the animation is so violent <laughs> like the way it, it's like
0: yeah
1: it's yes no it's true
0: if you're listening on Spotify, check it. out oh, the YouTube one, yeah. video because it's a, a gif of a a boss in like a cubicle type environment who's telling a lady, "Hey." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Get back to twerk! And then you see her twerking.
1: <laughs> and then and and then this other one is a uh, basketball sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, the guy puts his glasses down like, "Excuse me." And then two little balls go it's through the and this one this one of <laughs> this one actually it as an easter egg is in the uh that big QAnon documentary that came out i think on hbo really?
0: max wait it,
1: it, 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 which so, one some they they show they actually it's actually it's very unfortunate but it, it's an example of how how gifs and memes can get out of control basically this gif was posted as a reaction to um like a a mass shooting, oh, like no. on a forum on oh, on the Q on the on the on the QAnon board, and it, but it just shows up in the documentary, and everyone was tagging me. Wait, uh, which, when which it, one? When it came out, uh, it is the one with the basketball sunglasses? So someone, someone was really? like, excuse, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> excuse me, and that's how people use Whoa. it, I guess. But that's um, crazy. They, these these were my my first viral things. It was it was gifts yeah. with ADHD.
2: That's amazing. So crazy. I wish that
0: could be my full job. Yeah, making some little gifts, like fun, like crazy
2: <laughs> little
1: gifts. Working for Giphy. I guess Giffy does that, right? Dude, that that was actually maybe like like working, doing freelance for Giphy. I remember that was like, it was unreal to me that someone could make a living yeah. just making gifts. And I remember I did, I, I used to like, I, I was like, please give me more Giphy freelance. Please give me more mm. Giphy freelance. Because originally- <laughs> I know,
2: and it's like a- a shooting star right yeah it yeah just yeah comes whenever it happens.
1: Like, like like i they they would say like hey make this gif make this like gif and it technically it could be like three frames a gif doesn't have to be long but it would just be m- make a gif and and for every gif you made it was like five hundred dollars and i was oh like whoa God. like if, like what if i what if what if i made i could make two gifs a day and make like a a week's worth of pay, yeah. pay at that time. Yeah, you your know? brain like, starts thinking, "Holy like shit!" That. You know? <laughs> this is my yeah. life. Uh, and if I make a, and if I make twenty gifts a <laughs> week, I could be a millionaire <laughs> by the time I'm thirty. You know, like... <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I'll make I'll make thirty <laughs> gifts a week, and I'll put in my four hundred one k, and then I can so vacation good. in Bermuda by the time I'm forty five. <laughs> Ice cream's so good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love I love that like career
1: career math
0: yeah, yeah. Career i math. do that
2: all the time the second i, I see a hustle me- i'm like this is it i'm setting my life up this is my way <laughs> 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 anytime i see we're still name, doing it and we're in our 30s well, this is how we've been told to live oh. like this is how animation has like yeah just corrupted us i guess you know
1: well, yeah. well, it's, well it's all like <laughs> like hey like spend all your time focusing on making something go viral because that that for sure will be your key to success. And then once it actually happens, you realize that there wasn't a way to make money off of that viral thing. You just have a thing that's viral and most people don't even know that you did it because it gets unattached from your right. name. And people are just reposting the GIF with like little Yachty lyrics. Yeah, yeah there's no it path and like a song, doing that and...
2: forever and ever. I mean, I guess some people have like figured it out, but I don't know.
0: I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, okay... I, this is me being crazy and just going ad lib here but like if you if you if before releasing your gift you're like being like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna prep my shop have a print of the gift or something like the most the image that's the most uh iconic from the gift and then if it goes viral you might be able to make a little bit of money from it because you have merch ready yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's like you have to like you're doing like 3D chess with your potentially maybe by
2: you're a marketing person um, gift your marketing pr yeah team
1: and reminds it reminds me of um like one uh, there was there's this one gift that i made of uh santa claus and he had a candy cane for a penis and he's swinging <laughs> it around and uh, and I didn't realize that someone had taken it and made it go viral on their website or whatever. Like like videos of it were getting passed around and had millions yeah. of views. And mine didn't. Mine That's didn't. But, but 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 they but they would write like you know when Bay comes home for Christmas and there there would be like I'm in love with the cocoa or something like music edited on top of it as a meme. And I I remember like. Like stumbling across that post and being like, Oh my god, the internet is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like like no one has any clue I did this. So <laughs> but insane. it's just I don't know, man.
0: I feel like that happened to you so much, Sean. You have like a lot of stuff that goes like viral, but like for some reason it doesn't get like linked back to your that's so crazy. Oh, I mean,
1: I there's just there's just a certain way that the internet yeah. works. And 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 also sometimes I make this stuff. For other companies and then it goes viral on that company's thing. And yeah, I mean, it's uh most of the time there's not like a signature on the on on the thing, on the GIF or whatever. Yeah. Or if there is, they crop it out.
2: <laughs> you also have um, all of your
1: stuff.
0: I I I I need to get better at doing it because like a watermark? Know yeah. Yeah. I need to watermark all of my panels because I do realize sometimes, like I mean, my I got lucky that my comic hasn't really gone like crazy viral outside of my page like I have a strip that went viral but it went viral within Instagram I don't think it was reposted elsewhere however when I did do this like Cartoon Network Shippuden fan art where it was just like all of the Cartoon Network characters dressed as like Naruto characters oh that goes viral like every yeah exactly i was just like doing it for fun i was like whatever and like that goes viral every like three yeah. years but people don't really know it's me like i mean sometimes i get tagged in it but yeah i don't really get any following from that
1: dude the internet yeah. is nuts a- man and <laughs> yeah. i i'm sort of just like I, i sort of view it as like ash when every time ash lets go of his one of his pokemon and sets him free yeah! At, at first, you're, <laughs> at first, when you're watching Pokemon, you're like, "What the fuck? That was your yeah. coolest Pokemon!" Uh, but like, eventually, you're it's like, "Sand fondos. You know, you just say you, you set your art free, and it lives a life of its own somewhere, and that's that's why memes are mm-hmm. magic. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> they have power behind right.
0: them. I talking about power, uh, and I can kind of link that to like motivation. Alex, I have a question for yes. you from YouTube from at Sean Brennan8910. I think it's a really cool question. Um, Sean asks, I recently came off boarding for a very exciting show. Now I'm boarding for a preschool show and struggling with motivation. Have you ever had this? Can you trick yourself into being excited about something you're not interested in? Mm, having to pay the bills, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is that enough motivation no. for you to like stay excited? No, it's and, not. Like, you know? Uh, yeah.
2: Hmm, that's yeah. a tough question but we have all we've all been there yeah oh gosh this is a bad answer but maybe like thinking of it as like a new challenge you know maybe that's a bad answer
0: have you ever been in that position of being in truly that? yeah in, on a show where you struggled yeah and what how did you get through that did you manage to get through that i ended
2: up quitting slump <laughs> it wasn't i, I like, <laughs> don't have a good answer for this like I, I try to not put myself in jobs but i'm like not six like that i'm not flourishing but it's that's hard in animation no because like there's only so many jobs especially right now you
0: know it's a very precarious yeah what's
1: the the question again
0: when you you had like a really great experience and and that happened to me when i was like i was on thundercats and it was kind of like the most fun i've ever had working on a show and i knew in my head as like nothing is going to compare to this job ever again. And I was right. And then every other job I got after Thundercats was like pulling teeth because it's like, well, I'm not as creative. I can't do as many things. I guess there are so many rules I have to follow and it's hard to find, yeah, where you can find the fun. I think what
2: I have thought, I mean, this is maybe not like fun per se, but like two things I can think of is like, focus on like the community you have there instead of like the, the, um the, the product you know because like obviously you're not interested in the product so stop thinking about the product and think about like the people mm-hmm. you're working with instead you know think about what you can learn from those mm-hmm. people you know because every crew has is like full of talent. you know our industry is chock full of talents yes. uh, and you have something to glean from those people and the other thing i would think of is just like i think of every production kind of like like a classroom because I'm a forever learner and I just, I love, I love learning. So I would just kind of think of that production as a, maybe like a crappy elective that you're taking in college, you know, like it's like preschool 101 or something like, just kind of think of it. Like what, what skills could you learn in this that like maybe you could apply to a production later on that think about skills that you would learn at this show that you wouldn't learn from another production later on, you know, because I've definitely learned from preschool shows that I don't typically work on, Uh, I've learned from those skills, like how to be a more, you know, preschool shows are definitely like more uh, well oiled machines that like, there's lots of rules on them, things have to be like very particular. I wasn't always like that on board driven shows, it's much more about the writing, it's about like, focusing on like, being funny, and like making the room laugh. But I did become a much more like, diligent, I became much more diligent about my files and about that stuff when I started working on that stuff. That's just one example of many things I learned yeah. on those productions. I guess
1: shows shows that you're not shows that you're not into. It's like a blessing and a curse because shows that you're into sometimes you can go extra hard on because you care about it and yes. you end up giving all of your time to this production that it's still not technically like your own creation mm-hmm. and yep. so you're you're giving your all to this thing because you love it and you care about it but sometimes it's nice to work on something that you don't care that much about because you know that your medium best work is still good enough and you can focus on things outside of that job get you know get your work done don't get emotionally attached to it feel good about clocking out at the end of the day and then take And those are the shows that where I end up getting more of my own stuff done outside of work, because not only is the show not taking up my creative energy, but also like I am able to not not phone it in, but control how much effort I'm putting into it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't have to look crazy beautiful. It just has to work.
2: You can hang your hat at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You don't take homework home with you as much. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Because a show like the Midnight Gospel, I'm working on that outside you love of work. That show. I'm trying yeah. to come up with songs. I'm trying to like I'm I'm trying to come up with songs on my own time. I'm like coming up with dra- funny drawings to try to make Pendleton Ward laugh. I'm like I'm like because it
2: almost like yeah. it almost fuses into your personal work, right? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So so I almost get more me work done during times on shows where it's just a job. Yeah where it's just a job that's you know? a really
2: good answer that was that was a better that was better put than i came up with good job
1: well i was able to build ah! off of <laughs> yeah, what you said I, like i, I jumped <laughs> off Love of it. what you said you know it's teamwork <laughs> teamwork teamwork
0: yeah. no i think that's i think it's a really great question and i think that's oh, some like you said like it's good to hear also that everybody's going through it like the three of us went through it they're like our listener is going through that and i think it's a very common feeling and it's good to like kind of brainstorm around it and be like you know this happens and it's okay yeah. and totally you know there are ways
2: you're you just know.
0: there's just not enough great shows <laughs> there's
2: just not enough like dream projects out there you know
1: sometimes you need those shows sometimes you need those shows that you're not into to make the shows that you totally. are into shine exactly. you need that you need, yes. you need that rain around the sunshine dude
2: you can't you can't give your all to every project you know yeah
0: yeah and i also yeah and i think you know like like you guys were saying it's like a good way to like learn skills without being uh crushed but because i feel like sometimes when you're on the show that you're really excited about you like kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself and it's better to start on shows where there's like a lot less pressure because then you can just focus on like learning skills and talking about skills from at jake in a, flannel Jake in a flannel from youtube are there any Jake in the flannel that's a nice that's a good username. name <laughs> are there any habits you learned as a storyboarder that you encourage others to begin uh, taking on I guess? time management yeah like definitely so how can you be like more specific, more specific. time management how you go yeah, about it
2: Fighting your anxiety <laughs> i don't know um skills <laughs> you mean like draw? <laughs>
1: Well, what's a time management, before you branched to other ones, what's a time management hack that you have hack, learned somewhere hack. that ha- has helped you?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Drawing really small in Storyboard Pro has helped me a lot. Yes! Yes!
0: yes!
2: <laughs> Drawing with the, the thing, I agree. like really, the the what's it called, the canvas? Katie Mitroff, my director on, mm-hmm. shout out to Katie Mitroff you rock you taught me a lot on frog and toad uh you taught me how to do that and that rules um yeah do that on your thumbnails and also like do that for most of it i feel like i used to draw really Mm -hmm. close up
1: character designing really small is good
2: yeah Yeah. but i mean like i used to do like um you know i I started design before i did boards and that kind of like i want to do all my lines really clean you know that's the thing i feel like that's like an achilles mm-hmm. heel for a lot of artists when they get into the board game it's like wanting their boards to look beautiful and you know you got to rewire that whole mm-hmm. thing you got to have expressive quick boards that you can throw out at a whim if the if everything's wrong so yeah time management yeah. drawing really small thumbs is a has been huge for me and like just getting to it as quick as possible has been huge for me And like just being like uh this like dumb drawing is like what they're gonna get because like I did it today like this is like what I budgeted for myself and like I I I at least did the work today you know is like what I told myself I was gonna do and I did it so like honoring and valuing the work I did today like counts for something Mm -hmm. if that, I don't know if that makes sense but uh, it's like that's that means oh, it does. something like, more than like procrastinating on like not doing something you know what I mean like I would rather do a small dumb drawing 10 bad dumb drawings than like not doing anything because I'm scared to sit down at the Cintiq and like like grind away at like yep. a bunch of really pretty drawings if that makes sense.
0: I don't know if you ever do that but I feel like something that's really helped me out a ton recently, especially on shows where I'm like having a hard time getting started, is like making a to do list and really breaking it down oh. into like super small steps. So, for example, I'm like, okay, today you have to work on this sequence, and the sequence you need to make that beat and that beat and that beat happen. And then sometimes I'm like, or for example, sometimes it can be like, today you're gonna clean up 10 shots. And having and I draw the ten little boxes, mm-hmm. and every time I finish a shot, check I like <laughs> <just getting dressed laughs> yeah, out. I check little it.
1: Mini off. celebration, yeah. yeah <laughs> and I feel so
0: good. And then I I see it like kind of like I don't know, like this has really helped me out, yeah. like kind of recently because then I'm like okay, it helps me get in the flow or like build up the motivation. And for the list, sometimes I'm like very like okay, remember you have to do like a note here add this there i don't know uh Do you...
1: maybe to-do list really helps because it, it, when you have all the things floating around in your in your head it can feel like a bunch little of like things. fast little flies zooming around and and you, yeah. you you can it can be hard to quantify them and they're and you feel like you're forgetting one and whatever but if you make a little list and you check it off oh, it so you good. you feel you get a little you you feel a little boost every time you you check one off it feels like you're moving forward in a past- passage passage of time and you're not yeah. in just like an endless work stasis <laughs> but, exactly you know,
0: but... yeah yeah and then you can just kind of like pump yourself up you're like only two more tasks come on i can do it in an hour or something <laughs> yeah. and then i'm done with today's work
2: uh yeah sometimes i'll do little checklists i don't think i've i've done quite as intensive checklists but yeah just, just little ones i feel like i mostly just break up like i need to do like i'll do like a one-fifth of a board
1: a
0: day or something like that yeah like what's your like health habits around storyboarding i'm asking that because the second that's a good question
1: keep that work-life balance
0: it can be mental health or it can be like physical health yeah yeah yeah
2: uh i have lots of answers around that because i feel like that's been a journey for me i used to deal with tendonitis stuff a lot
1: you're getting swole because of all the heavy lifting (laughs) that you're doing doing like three jobs at once no i'm just i'm joking sorry
2: (laughs) i sometimes go to the gym but not as much as i should but i do yoga yoga is really wonderful Um, keeps me happy Mm -hmm. keeps my back in pretty good shape got the standing desk that i don't use enough let's see i try to take breaks like every 45 minutes or an hour and try and stand up and get moving around just for my brain and for my arm like when i was having really bad tendinitis, every like twenty minutes I would get up and stand around try and do things other outside of drawing. My brain doesn't like it when I do like all day draw sessions. I really can't do uh late night sessions anymore, like all nighters, you know. Mm. So like the time management thing, mm. that's mainly because like I get really depressed whenever I do all nighters now. So I really avoid like like the last minute thing, like the last minute bush. I avoid like the college stuff now. Mm. Therapy's great. I don't do that as much anymore. But it's good
0: I feel like it's yeah, it's super useful. I feel like, yeah, I mean I'm glad that I feel therapy is being like normalized in your generations. I definitely think it's really important, especially it's too because expensive
2: for artists but it's great
0: well, if you get <laughs> if you manage to get a union job, yeah. um sh- shout out to Optum oh, Optum, yeah. through the union, you only pay five dollars for a session through our insurance. Yeah. So if you get a union job and you haven't gone to therapy, <laughs> go Do through it. Optum. <laughs> find yourself
1: a therapist can i I say a quick thing that i've been doing oh yeah um so it, it, it seems silly but it's been helping a lot i think that a lot of the time the way that our minds work is we're sort of hardwired to focus on negative things and i think that's probably an evolutionary thing i think that we're like oh like you know the danger is more important or whatever but it's the, I I think it's the reason why even if you get like a hundred positive comments, one negative comment will ruin your whole thing. Or you'll you could have like a, a full day where everything was really nice, and then you have a bad thing happen at the end and you're like, oh, that was a bad day. One of the things that I've been doing is when I notice that I feel happy or satisfied or proud or I feel good, I let myself sit in that moment and I repeat to myself that like, I I feel really good, Mm -hmm. I'm really proud, you know, like, and and it could be just like, like eating a delicious snack that you're like, really into whatever, whatever it is, but like trying to like, sit in and register happy moments throughout your day instead of just letting them go by so that when you go back and remember whether anything good happened during your day, you have, there's just a, a little bit more of a moment that you can. Remember. I feel
2: like that probably builds on itself too. I feel like the more you do that, like the more your like neural pathways like dig deeper, you know. And like each yes. time you do that, like it becomes a little bit easier to do that.
1: Like when I use. And and it sounds it sounds cheesy, no, no, but I, I, don't I know. think it, it's been it's good. Nice. You I um, know?
2: I was talking whenever I was going to therapy. I was. It sounds a lot better than like how my therapist was putting it, which is like, he was like, "You just need to microdose on all. Oh, just go outside and microdose on awe, oh, you know? Uh, and I was like, whoa. I don't know about that, buddy.
1: <laughs> Wait, is that like A-W-E? Yeah,
2: awe? like oh, The yeah, like, aww.
1: Oh, no, yeah. like microdose on oh, That's a cute yeah, cat. Like, wow, <laughs> look, it's <a laughs> part part like, you're, looking at it's cute like stuff. you're
2: microdosing on like beautiful, <laughs> like beautiful, the aesthetic of life. And I'm like, I, I don't think this is working so anymore. Funny. But then, yeah, I don't know. Then I heard like an NPR article about it and like it sounds like sound advice. It just was pitched to me in like a really terrible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I I agree. Sometimes that's why I'm like, I will obsess over like a mental health kind of like specific topic and like read up a ton on it, like a million articles or like a million like people asking the question about that specific topic and read all of the answers because I feel like I need to find the way that is phrased that makes sense to me yeah because somebody can give you the idea but if it's not phrased correctly for you then it doesn't really hit as much exactly yeah um, yeah because to me it was like but it mushrooms
2: it's like you it's like you don't need mushrooms it's like life is your mushrooms you know
0: like super christian in a way yeah it is like kind of like like, i'm like high on jesus or something it's funny though it's funny though that you bring that up because i do believe like the the gratitude thing and the whole like like noticing when something is fun and like it, like bringing that into a room like into a writer room i feel like uh and i noticed like my writing mentor she tends to do that where she just kind of is like always just positive and encouraging and you always kind of want to keep that positive mm-hmm. feeling rolling to keep people being engaged and fun, and and come up with new ideas.
1: Yes. When you finish a drawing, look at that drawing and be like, I I made I made yeah. this. This is cool that I made this. And because a lot of people like that, they'll do a drawing, but post it on social media. They'll move on to the next thing, and like, and then your next interaction with that drawing is like. Oh, it didn't reach as many people as I hoped it did or, or whatever, but like you drew this amazing thing <laughs> that like is going to make people happy or more importantly, should is making you happy? And uh, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of microdosing, sometimes it can feel like uh, these interactions with some of our favorite artists are all too short, but unfortunately this episode is coming to an end and the And we're coming down from this high, this absolute buzz from talking to Alex Klein. Uh, I just wanted to um, say thank you uh, to Alex and thank you to our listeners for uh, another awesome creative block.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And with that, that is the end of this creative block. Alex, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing your story.
1: And thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Creative Block, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Really, you can ask us anywhere on any of the platforms that we're on. Uh, Huge thanks to our editor, Clemens, for editing the podcast and Marco for helping us to produce the show.
0: If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Um, You can also support us by commenting, sharing, and liking our content on all the different platforms. It really helps a ton for um, you guys to just kind of spread the word. Uh, Click the link in the description of this episode. I have been your host, V.
1: And I was Sean. Keep being creative.